I'm now in Italy and halfway through a retreat with Sean Tucker and Vlaha and um, starting to unwind finally. In my last recording in Holland, I felt really unsure about coming here, but my words were all about knowing what is good for us and trusting that instinct and following it even though we feel resistance. So I arrived here a few days ago and I felt totally peopled out after two packed flights and busy airports. Travel is just my idea of major discomfort. Too much noise, too much hustle and bustle and people too close to me. Inability to escape, I guess. Did manage to go and sit outside at Amsterdam for a little while in the sunshine because I was there slightly early. So when I arrived here, I was really overwhelmed with a feeling of wanting to be at home and I began to examine it and talk it through. I had a moment of thinking, was it just guilt at being away? And it was quite a familiar feeling of not thinking that I should have the luxury of this time or even just the luxury. I felt like if I didn't make the most of the week, then it was just a waste of a week. I'd left Sky, who actually is having the time of her life at the moment with her dog sitter. When we drop her off, she can't get out of the car fast enough, basically. And if the windows are down, I think she would just try and leap out and run to her dog sitter and not look behind her for a second. So I have no reason to feel guilty. But I think that some of my thoughts are linked to the guilt leaving my kids. And I know a dog's really different, but there are echoes that are familiar. And these links are, are quite hard to break. But just thinking about them, no matter how daft they might seem, is really important. Because once they're in the conscious mind, you can start to begin to break them. So I, I told Sean about it and vocalising it helped. I just said that I felt guilty at taking a week out alone, leaving the responsibility with Rob. And as soon as those words came out, it began to feel a bit better. By midweek, by the middle of the week, I spoke to Carl and I said, now I know why I'm here. It's all been worth it. Setting aside the fact that I feel fitter and healthier, I've been swimming twice a day in an outside pool, which is just such a luxury. It's just what I need to be outdoors in the morning, swimming first thing. What a gift, and I just feel so grateful for it. And every day we do this incredible mix of yoga, tai chi, journaling or meditation in the mornings. My body is starting to feel healthier after months of inaction due to broken toes, knee problems and moving furniture. I think it was almost crying at me to just stop and just move gently. I met with Vla midweek who kind of swept in and sorted my business and life structure out as though he could see into my brain. And part of the reason for returning here was his insightful way of helping with with branding and the business and you just got a way of looking at your life and work and being able to just to just know and to guide in a way that I've never found in anyone else before. So when I talk about knowing what's good for me, one of the things that I do know is that I just need to do what Vla says because it does feel right anyway. So by the evening after speaking to him, I'd already rebranded this podcast as suggestion. I'd been racking my brains for months at how to develop it and to bring a new name to it, which seemed to fit more right as it evolves and develops. But it's eluded me, so I just kind of continued. But what I really wanted to do was to bring more of the outdoors to you. I want to be outdoors myself much more. 
So the sounds of the waves and the birds and whatever's happening outdoors will become more prevalent. Doing what always works, continually bringing anything I do closer and closer in line with myself and what I value and what I love. And that's being outdoors. So it's only natural that this podcast goes outdoors as much as it can. I'll be taking you on journeys around Harris and sharing my thoughts with you as I go. Now it's 7am so I'm just going to go in for a swim now. And then later today I will be chatting with some of the people here and getting their thoughts on retreat, guilt, downtime, whatever pops up. All to their background of hopefully some birdsong and some beautiful Tuscan hills. So I'm talking with Majd from Los Angeles and he's been on the, the retreat with us and I was quite keen to just get some people's thoughts on the ability to take time out and how important it is for yourself. But maybe you can just tell us how, how important you think it is to take this time out and how it's helped you this week. Yeah, so, I mean, if any of your listeners have any children, they'll be aware that typically you're at best the second most important person in the house and you can be the third most important person in the house. And when, you know, we're, this is early 2023, so two and a half years ago was we're in the midst of the pandemic. And so mm-hmm. what ended up happening with me was the pandemic happened and then pregnancy and childbirth and raising a young kid. And my wife is quite busy, especially at the moment. And so I feel like somebody always needs to kind of step in and and we try to be a balanced partnership at home so since the pandemic started i haven't really had any extended period of time for me to Mm -hmm. self-reflect and think about what i need and what kind of my purpose and space in life especially as it changes so dramatically Mm -hmm. with parenthood and so it, it was actually when sean tweeted that there were still some spots open for this yeah. retreat. It just showed up on Twitter and I just told my wife that it was happening, just kind of small talk. And she was like, oh, that sounds great. You've been meaning to go to Italy. Like, this sounds like exactly what you want. And it was her support that kind of made it a reality or a possibility. And uh, yeah, here I am and we're, I guess, two thirds of the way through, three quarters yeah. of the way through. And yeah. it took a few days to fully kind of detach from what was happening outside in the outside world. Yeah. But once that happened and once the relationships I formed in the first couple of days started moving past small talk into getting to know each other, which the retreat environment encourages, it's been absolutely incredible. Yeah. So when I started this podcast, I talked about being here on the first day and I was like, had this guilt. This guilt came over me. I don't even have children at home anymore. <laughs> um, I felt this guilt, but I used to feel really guilty going anywhere when the children were little. And I think it's lovely to see that support of a partner. Your wife's clearly supported you and said, because I know how hard it is as a, with a, a toddler at home. It's just so full on and to do it by yourself then. But to encourage your partner to have that thing for themselves, gosh, that's a wonderful thing. It's really wonderful. Do yeah, you- I, feel, I feel really lucky. When, when we first, you know, were, were getting married and our relationship was getting serious, we kind of talked a little bit about, like, the metaphor we use is if you're in the airplane and you're doing the safety training, you put your oxygen yeah. mask on before you put it on for your children. That, I think that was a metaphor that kind of connected for us in terms of parenthood, yeah. which is if you, can't, if you don't take care of yourself, it's impossible for you to be a good parent um, for, for both of us. Definitely think my wife is thinking of this as an investment in her own retreat. <laughs> so, so I think there's a little bit of selfishness there in a good way, in a, in a healthy way. But I think she, I think because she recognizes 
we both need it. And yeah, if you're in, in a bad mental space as a parent, you're, you're going to project that yeah. and you're going to bring that into the house. Luckily, we can't afford to do this, both financially and emotionally and time-wise in terms of our career. Not everyone has that luxury, so yeah. acknowledge that. But we are lucky to have the kind of relationship where we've discussed this kind of from the get-go. Fabulous. That's just, just fabulous. It's really good to hear that. I had a different experience with the children growing up and I really enjoy seeing other people supporting each other in that pursuit of creativity, whatever it is you're trying to achieve. It doesn't matter, does it? Mm-hmm. But even if it was like, if you liked skydiving, I don't know where I got that from, but <laughs> if your passion was skydiving and you wanted to go off for, for a few days, then for a partner to encourage that, it's just, you're fulfilling yourself, aren't you? And you're going home happier. Yeah, and, and make sure there's no resentment, you know? Like, if you feel like you've given up who you are to be a parent yeah. in, a, in a negative way, then that would create resentment, and you don't want to introduce that to the parent-child relationship. Like, that's unfair to them. Oh, I just love it. I love it. And so, what, what, what do you think you've got from this so far? Is it just that sort of reflection time? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's the mechanical component of my relationship with photography and talking to Sean about it and you know, it was it was interesting because without without this retreat in my normal past few year experience I'm shooting way 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 less than I used to before so I'm only shooting three or four times a year and that you know that means I'm constrained by when I can shoot so I can do sunset sunrise beautiful light photography I'm doing harsh noon light between nap photography or I'm doing like stroller walk photography where I have one hand and I'm, you know, yeah. I can only go where it's convenient to go. And so I'm unable to kind of create photos that I'm proud of. I'm unable to shoot frequently enough to get better. And so I was just feeling really frustrated with my photography. And what Sean suggested was kind of taking the camera and turning it inside the house and treating my home life as a documentary subject and, and kind of taking the artistic lens onto that rather than just shooting photos on a birthday party. And so that, that was like, mechanically helpful in terms of mm. photography but then on an emotional level I think it was just a distance like yeah. just being alone for enough days to disconnect I, like I was talking to my wife about wanting her to you know suggesting like you really need to book this she was like oh you know it doesn't have to be 10 days it can yeah. be four and I was like no nah, really it's gonna take four days just to disconnect before <laughs> yeah. you like start feeling like it's you're true. on yeah, a retreat yeah. it's hard to yeah. it just you're, you're bringing so much from the outside yeah. outside world metaphorically yeah. into the retreat world that you need to leave it, disconnect from that, yeah. and that takes time. It does, doesn't it? It's taken me, it's taken me three days, I think, to kind of just relax from being in the airport. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were talking about this the other day when you were talking about photographing children, and I just loved photographing my children when they were young in a, a sort of artistic way and a learning way because I was learning the camera at that point as well. But to this day, it's still so precious that I did that because these little albums that I made of them, just wonderful. And you can get really, really creative with kids. And actually, I was thinking about you. I was thinking about this yesterday. I've got a friend. I'll send you the link. Helen Bartlett, who photographs children for a living, but she photographs them by playing with them. Mm. And they're just these beautiful pieces of artwork, but with playfulness and, and fun. Um, so I'll send you that link. I mean, you can have yeah, a look at that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I wish you all the best with it. Thank, Thank you so for much. talking yeah. to me. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure meeting you. <laughs> so I've got Sean Tucker with me, and um, we're just going to have a little chat about the ideas that I was talking about earlier. So maybe he's got some insight into why I felt so guilty at being here, maybe. I was talking about being feeling this guilt at leaving my dog, who is perfectly fine by herself. <laughs> but I think it's leftover guilt and that kind of idea of 
not want, not being so willing to take time out for ourselves, and I, I'm just wondering why why that might be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we always see a funny thing on these retreats. Like we see that it because, and that's why we do it for a week. Because we see that like the first few days, it really takes people time to settle into retreat headspace. I mean, you start on day one and you're still kind of in to-do list mode. Mm -hmm. You're trying to work out what do I still have to do? What do I have to do when I get back? And then I think day two, you probably start to get to that. You're starting to quieten down, but there's still like a residual emotional feeling that I should be doing something. Like, where's the thing on the program I need to do next? And we deliberately leave these very, very open. So there's not actually a lot to do. And then day three, you start to settle in. But I think that that guilt that I should be doing more or should be doing something takes a while to calm down, I think. And whenever I go through that, every time I go on a retreat, it makes me realize how much I'm pushing myself in my daily life yeah. and doing things because I feel like I should based on a guilt that comes from who knows where. Like we have to stay super productive or we're not good human beings or we're, we're not responsible somehow. And you settle into this kind of space and you suddenly realize, no, this is responsible as well, making sure you have good downtime mm -hmm. where your you know, buzzing conscious mind gets to go to rest for a while and other things get to surface. I mean, we always have the best stuff comes out for people. Day four or five, they're really things, the, the good stuff starts to come. You go, like, wow, I haven't faced this for years. Wow, I haven't thought about this for ages. And it's, it's, it's really raw and it's still sitting in there. And I think that's just testament to the fact that we don't, make space to face the important things because we keep ourselves so busy. And I think busyness we think is trendy, right? Like if, if, you, yeah. if you're saying to somebody, oh, well, let's go for coffee, oh, I'm just so busy at the moment. Do you think, I think we think like, well, people think I'm really busy, so they think I'm really successful or productive yeah. or interesting as a human being. But the older I get, the more I think the interesting ones are the ones who have, who have managed to create some space for themselves. And we've all got busy lives, mm. so it's difficult. But the ones who really, make sure that they've got them time, alone time, mm. that they've made that kind of generative space to process things. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And definitely today is, well, it's our last day today. As the week went on, I sort of opened up mm. and the first day I was in a bit of a mess because I was I'm all <laughs> thinking of all these things and I was going, yeah, but I need to make use of this time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got to be a productive week, otherwise yeah. I, I, I couldn't have taken this time out. But as the week's gone on, I've completely forgotten about the to-do list. I'm going to have to get back to it at some point. Yeah. Uh, but definitely that idea of just, just having that, that, for me, it's silence. I think silence is so rare yeah. in, our, in our lives. And I think we cover up a lot of stuff by having noise. Yeah. So like, I suppose Netflix and... Uh, your phone and the screen time and mm -hmm. everything. And it doesn't allow your brain space to deal with the stuff. So when you come mm. out to a place like this and you're suddenly going, oh, have some time off and mm. have some space, mm. that's maybe why a lot of things are coming up for people. I think so. And I think the most productive retreats are unproductive, right? It's, mm. it's where we're not trying to be productive. Yeah. It, there's almost like a trap you can set for yourself if you go on a retreat and and go and I've done I've made this mistake many times in my life you go on a retreat and go I need ideas so you go and like oh but I have, have I had the ideas yet have I had the ideas yet we're still in this frantic I need to be productive state and I don't think you do retreat right until you go I'm going with no agenda just to be and if I come home with nothing productive done no brilliant idea I, I will still have used that time well and ironically, I think then we give ourselves the best chance for interesting things to come out. But don't do it for that, right? Because if you do it with that agenda, 
you're in that conscious mind space. You, you're in that, I, I have to get something out of it instead of just going to be. I, I know how woo-woo that sounds. I, I, I get it, but I, I, I think that's how it works. I really do. Yeah. I did, a, I did a, a little video a wee while ago called, I called it, your downtime is your most productive time. Now yeah, that sounds yeah. like counterintuitive, but yeah. it wasn't that I was going to go, like, okay, I'm going to be productive. with my. Well, I do now because I know that I'm going to be productive <laughs> because I know that when I come on things like this, I've been here twice now. Yeah. And I know that I will have that time where I'm like, I have that space and things will come, back, come to me. So yeah. it's almost like you learn that. You yeah. learn that if you just let everything go and you just have the time off, things will happen and you just, if you can allow that in. Does that make sense? Is, totally. or is that, that's not forcing it, is it? No, no. totally not. I, I, you're absolutely, that's how I think about it. It's just trusting the process, not trying to control it or make it something. Just know that if you, if you get yourself into that headspace, good things will always come out. Not productive things necessarily, but I, I, and I'm hesitant to say it, I think they will lead to productive things down the road, but don't do it for that reason. Yeah. Trust the process. Like empty out, open up and see, and see where you find yourself. But don't try and make it into something straight away. Just let it be. Because the minute we try and conceptualize it into a project, oh, I went on a retreat and day three I had this thought and then I just couldn't do the rest of the retreat because I was so excited about this idea so I had to go and make it straight away. You kind, of, you kind of cut it off short. You don't know what that would have developed into if you kept giving it the space. So just give yourself a block of time to let it be. And don't make it into something you can you can i mean you've been a great example on these like and I've, I've said this to you like you know even the first retreat we did all of us went out to towns on days and you know hung around and did things you stay back here to deliberately take time and space for yourself which i was thrilled with because i was hoping people would choose that space if they wanted it and and out of it is coming all these these ideas yeah. of work when you get home you, you started on things that came out of an idea you had here because you took the space for yourself properly you know, in the same now, I'm hearing about things you're talking about. Like, like that's the exciting stuff for me. But you're not trying to do it here. You're just yeah, letting right. it open out. And then you'll, you'll get to it when you get back. You'll make a plan when you get back. But you're protecting the space for yourself, which I think is everything. Yeah. I, think that, I think the one of the problems that people have is that they, they maybe want to do that, but they also want to fit in a little bit. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I think maybe I've got to the point in my life where I'm not really bothered about fitting yeah, in because yeah. I know I don't. Yeah. And uh, so I will just do what, it, what I know is right for me. So I wonder if that's like a learning process where you actually just got to learn a little bit about yourself and then go, actually, this is what I need. And it's not necessarily yeah. going into... But it's different for me because if, it, if you'd been going to the beach, uh -huh. <laughs> I'd have been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I know that I get inspiration from, yes. from the beach of the sea. Yeah. So I definitely would have joined you then. Yeah. <laughs> but because I know I, I wouldn't necessarily have got inspiration. Or, uh, yeah. Either inspiration or downtime yeah. or a relaxation. So I wouldn't have got any of those things from where you're going. So it's, it's about knowing yourself, then, isn't it? For sure. Yeah. And what I loved seeing this year is last year you were the only one who stayed behind to do that. And maybe you did feel like, oh, I'm the odd one out doing this or making this choice. And then this year we've had half of the people who've attended came last year, they repeat. And most of them stayed behind with you this time. Because <laughs> I think you set a trend of going like, no, this is how you do retreat without saying anything. And I love that. I think that's that's brilliant, you know. And we had a great time, actually. Yeah. We had a very great, quiet time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we were all quiet together. Mm. And yeah, we d it was definitely the right thing for everybody. But, mm. but thank you. Thank you so much for everything you've done. Oh, thanks, thanks for coming. It's just been brilliant. Yeah, so thank yeah. you. <laughs> thanks thank for chatting you. with me. No worries. <laughs> 
So that's all from Italy for now, but I'll be back next week with one more chat with the amazing Sebastian Whirl, who has also been in Italy twice on this retreat with me. But maybe in advance of next week, take a look at his Instagram feed and you can just sort of begin to get an idea of where this incredible mind dreams up this work. His Instagram is Sebastian underscore Whirl, which is spelled W-E-H-R-E-L. Forgive me if that is pronounced wrongly. Just on another note, you can also check out Madge's business something I will probably get him on to speak to about another time because it it warrants a bit of a longer, deeper discussion. It's basically a really interesting, simple photo editing software which you can pop on your phone, which I have done, and it is darkroom.co is the website. And if you want to find him on Instagram, it's usedarkroom. So... I don't often talk tech, but I will get Madge back to tell us about this because I think it would help a lot of people. So just now we're just getting ready for the outdoor freshly cooked pizza experience, which is just beyond words. I'm also noticing that the fire pit is being lit, so these smells are wafting towards me. And I will go now and give in to the pizza and I'll be back with a few more thoughts around the retreat and a chat with Sebastian next week. Take care for now.